0: This show is part of the Pika Science Podcast, studying the intersection of video games and science. Let's begin this episode by closing our eyes, as we always do, and imagining ourselves in a special place. A place that I think all of us have thought about potentially at one point. What if we could do this? You open your eyes And you see yourself in front of that one person, that one special person that gives you something that no one else can truly give you. They are giving you your first Pokemon. That's right, it's starter Pokemon time. Now, who is it that's giving you this starter Pokemon? Is it a professor, your parents, a friend, a colleague? Do you go out in the wild and just literally jump on one? Does one come up to you? And who is this Pokemon? Is it from the Kanto, Johto regions, a newer one like Galar or Lola? Anything in between, Paldea, the DLC, and all those random universes that come up from there, I'll leave that up to you. But nevertheless, you've got your starter Pokemon, and now can embark on a journey like no other. You look into your bag, you see basically nothing in there because you've just started your journey. There is one thing, though. One thing that's always interested me personally. Whenever you start a Pokemon journey, for some reason, you have 5,000 thousand Poké give or take. Depends on the game, I think, but usually it's 5,000 Poké. Where is this coming from? So, like, what, where, where, how, how, 5,000 Poké. In this universe, that's a little bit of a big deal. You can get a couple of Pokéballs and potions and things like that, and the assumption, sure, is that your parents just kind of give it to you, but that doesn't feel right to me. Where are they getting it from? Is there a set fund dedicated to Pokémon trainers? Well, that's what this episode is all about because today we are discussing something similar to that. A fund set up designed to help the masses. All set up by that large governmental agency in the sky talking about universal basic income. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pokonomics here on the Pika Science channel. I I'm your host, Anaru himself here with another episode about a topic that surprisingly I put way too much information and knowledge into, uh, especially at a much, much younger age. Before we begin though, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, follow the podcast feed wherever you're listening because uh, we like people listening to our shows and stick around not only to hear what we've got to say, but I personally have a small little request for you that I'm hoping you could help me out with. So stick around to the end of the episode for that. Before we begin though the universal basic income. What exactly is it? This is a term, a philosophy, an idea that's been spreading for a while now. Uh, It's picked up a lot of popularity, I think, in recent years, and it's an interesting economic concept in general. And so I wanted to dive a little bit into how that applies not only into the real world, but also how it could already exist in a way in the Pokemon universe. So let's begin. First, let's give a proper definition. What exactly is a universal income or a universal basic income? You can hear a lot of other terms for this as well. You've heard basic income, national income. You might hear the abbreviation or UBI. And effectively, it's a periodic stipend where the government gives individuals money. There are no strings attached. There is no need to pay money back. It's effectively free money, though that itself has a lot of stipulations behind it. There, of course, like every other sort of idea in the world, they have their own proponents and opponents. Proponents will believe that it can reduce, if not eliminate, poverty outright. Opponents believe that it can, among other things, de-incentivize workers. Now, it's hard to define who exactly is the creator of this specific idea. There have been many different supporters for Universal Income in the past. You could go as far back as the late 1400s, early 1500s with Thomas More, the author of Utopia, a very long and personally a complicated book to read, especially considering it was written back then. Uh, But even he argues at times for a universal basic income of some variety. There are other people like Thomas Paine and other sort of economists in the past that have been big on the idea of a universal income and more recent supporters as well, including Nobel Laureate Milton Friedman, former US president Richard Nixon, and former governor Jay Hammond of Alaska, who actually set one up and we'll talk about that in a little bit later. But all of these folks have the same sort of idea in mind. If these funds, given back to the people, work properly, they're able to reinvest it into building their own skill sets, providing them easier time for their families, or friends, and improving the economy in the long run as well. The easiest way to figure out if these type of concepts can work or not is to test it. And that's what's already happened. The Alaska Permanent Fund was established in 1976 by former Governor Jay Hammond, and it took 25% of oil money from the Trans-Alaska Pipeline System, which is more like 11% when you take all factors into account, and placed it into basically a large investment fund designed for future generations. You're eligible to be a, a member and able to withdraw funds if you live in Alaska for a full calendar year and aim to stay as a resident indefinitely, and of course if you don't have any legal issues. The amount varies depending on the five-year average, the calculations they put in to determine how much is paid out. The lowest, way back in 1984, of about $330, and the highest, as of a few years ago, is over $2,000 in 2015. This would be every year as well. Another example of a universal basic income-like system is Bolsa Familia in Brazil. This is currently the largest conditional cash transfer program in the world. About 12 million families received funds, and by February of 2011, 26% of the population was covered. It's potentially considered one of the factors during the Lula administration that cut poverty in Brazil by 27.7%. Now, unlike the Alaska Permanent Fund, which is basically widely accepted as a good idea in Alaska, especially by Alaskan residents, this one isn't as popular. Many people believe it causes people to become lazy and give up on jobs, though the World Bank doesn't find that to be the case. Nevertheless, it is a program that has, in part at least, contributed to a decrease in poverty in Brazil over the past couple of decades. Now of course for programs like this, there are always going to be those advantages and disadvantages to watch out for. The advantages, and I'm going to try to approach this from a both-sides-of-the-aisle type of perspective if I can. The advantages for this is that it's able to cut down on welfare programs because it's able to be supplemented by this universal basic income, so funds going towards specific causes can then be put towards general causes. Job loss can be mitigated by having universal basic income, so you have some sort of base to work off of. More money means that more people are able to pay for the food and healthcare and other items that they need to survive. And if you shift over to the business perspective, businesses that are in countries that have universal basic income have customers with money, allowing them to profit even more from these sort of situations without needing to raise prices, because having a larger customer base and having the same profit margins results in an increase in profits as well. There are, of course, a number of potential disadvantages with a program like this, and especially when you think about the sheer size of it, the first one that comes up is the expense. Having this universal basic income for a large number of the population can result in a bill that would be very large, and it needs to be important to find a way to pay for that, whether it's increasing taxes, reducing current welfare programs, or finding some other platform to be able to make the money to do this type of program. And then it becomes, how often do you do it? Is this a quarterly thing? A yearly thing? Is it this amount or that amount? Leads into a lot of discussion. Another big and potentially obvious disadvantage is that this universal basic income possibility could reduce the incentive to work. If too many people take advantage of the program, it could be disastrous for the economy because you don't have the tax funds coming in to pay for all of the other necessities that people need on a daily basis. Nevertheless, the universal basic income idea has been gaining popularity, it's been gaining more research, and it's a very, very cool topic if you want to look more into it. For that, though, Let's jump over to a universe that we don't have to worry about politics and other things like that. The Pokemon universe. Nope, instead all we have to worry about in the Pokemon universe are various evil organizations trying to use the power of legendary Pokemon to take over the world. Like more rain or more land or time kind of getting wonky. You know, maybe it's not the best, but it definitely doesn't have politics in it. So that's 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 a potential bonus, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, the reason why I wanted to bring Pokemon and Universal Basic Income together is because I wanted to answer a question that's been on my mind for uh, however long I've been playing Pokemon. Basically, as soon as I got out of, insert starter town here, um, where are these youngsters getting this money from? You start off basically by the end of your second or third route having fought a bunch of bug catchers, youngsters, young lasses, the equivalent starter individuals that battle you with their level 2 to 5 Rotata or, or Wurmple or something. And it always confuses me that these five-and-a-half-year-olds have 150 Poké that they're willing to give you in payment, effectively, for losing a fight. Which makes me wonder, where are they getting this money from? Because I would be slightly concerned if I had a child come back home and say, hey, I lost my lunch money in a Pokémon fight. That would not be ideal. but If you take the idea of a universal basic income and say that each person is entitled to this as long as they meet certain qualifications, right? So if we apply the Alaska Permanent Fund, for an example, you have to be living in the region for a certain number of years. Typically, it's one year with the idea that you'll stay there uh, for the long term. You're not in any legal issues, so uh, we don't have to worry about Team Rocket getting advantage of the universal basic income or something like that then it makes sense. Yeah, of course they're going to not worry about this because yearly, they're going to get yearly, quarterly, however it works, they're going to get their stipend from whatever equivalent the government is in this universe. That leads down a whole another, that could be a whole series in and of itself about the governments of various different regions. But whether it's the Pokemon League or a literal Kanto government or however that works, having this sort of program set in place that not only helps people recover from, if we want to go down theory wormholes that... The regions of the Pokemon world are immediately after some gigantic war. Again, another wormhole that you could definitely go down various different ways. But it would be an interesting idea to get people back on their feet, starting to spend money, get the economy rolling again, having this universal basic income, and especially with all the funds that could be raised from all the things we discussed in the past, in this series alone, anything we discussed in the future, the exports, the imports, the whole nine yards... All of that could be a way to subsidize this specific type of program that helps the people get back on their feet and explore the various areas that they want to explore. Because I'm wondering, to a certain extent, right, like having all of these, and I'm thinking more of the anime at this point, having various different uh, anime characters in general that are really, really interested in becoming the best chef or the best athlete at the pokeathlon, those aren't exactly easy to invest money and time into without having some support. And sure, you could get support from a sponsor, or parents, or friends, or some sort of giant GoFundMe, but it would be interesting to see, hey, if the government is actually providing support as well, then it allows people, one of the ideas behind the universal basic income, it allows people to spend that money on things that they want to enjoy, or explore and build new different skills. And that could be an interesting way that the Pokemon world applies that. Having a universal basic income allows them to actually put funds towards the Pokemon battling universe that's being built, spending money into that, propping it up, making it more popular. And then as time goes on and people become more and more influential and as people are able to make money off of it, that then somewhere down the line gets taxed and goes back to the government, allowing them to build a bike road or a literal road whenever cars show up in the universe and proceed from there. It's just a theory, though, guys. Who knows if that's reality or not? I, I would be um, surprised if Nintendo says, hey, for Generation 10 or whichever generation is next, depending on when you're listening to this, we're introducing a new Universal Basic Income add-on DLC, something of the sort. That would certainly be a surprise. But it is a cool concept, nevertheless. And I highly, highly, highly recommend exploring the Universal Basic Income thing, whether you're for it or against it, it's a cool concept to look at and all of the various other studies that have been done for it. As a econ researcher, statistician guy who likes to do studies, this is one of those topics that's really fascinating to look at. So as we dive back in to our mini-example, the close-your-eyes-and-imagine scenario, congratulations! You've become a brand-new starter trainer. You've got your starter Pokemon, you've got your 5,000 Poke saved up probably over the past 10 years by your parents and the government giving 500 poke, yearly stipend pendings, stipend payments, whatever the equivalent is, and having that set up ready to start your own journey. You can go out into the universe knowing full well you have at least something to get on your feet and explore whatever you want to explore. Do you want to become the champion? Do you want to become a gym leader? Are you going down the professor route exploring and catching them all, researching everything? Or do you go off the rails a little bit, decide you want to open a Malasada shop in Alola or become leader of the Battle Tower and go off and build up your own rules? Anything is yours. Your opportunity, your skill set is available and you can do it if your imagination is bright enough and you spend wisely. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Oh wait, did you think I forgot? Depending on how I edit this, that was either a millisecond after I stopped talking, or multiple seconds, haha. <laughs> so, mini mini announcement thingy thing here, uh, nothing about the- this is more pokonomics than Pika Science, but it's me reaching out to you. Do you have an economics topic that you really 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 want to hear about? However you want to apply it, whether it's something you just want to learn, how it applies into the Pokemon universe, or anything in between well i have great news if you are not already you should join the pika science discord channel usually it's available in the link in the description down below if it's not there check out a previous episode it's going to be there for sure join our discord and go over to the Pokonomics specific channel where you can directly tag me and literally i would insist if you want to hear an episode literally at me i uh, unlike most people i I love to be added on Discord because I know people are talking to me and I I know the conversation exists. So please, 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 if you have any topics that you want to do, join our Discord at me directly saying, hey, I really want to hear how Pokemon and this economics topics works together. There's a bunch of ideas we've already got in the books and we're ready to get going towards. I got to do my research on, of course. But if you have a topic that you think could be really interesting, please, please share it with us. We would love to hear what type of ideas you have, and I'd love to go down random wormholes about things I never even knew existed or never bothered to go into that much research into. So please, 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 if you have any ideas, go ahead, join our Discord, at me directly, say, hey, this is an idea. Make sure you put it in the right channel, of course, and I hope to see you in the Discord, and I hope to see you on another episode of Pokonomics. Now truly, until next time, take care.